Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, folks, it is Easter, and, and this is one of my one of my favorite times of the year. Why I like this time, twofold reason. I'll talk about the spiritual reason here in a moment, but I know that in, oh, hopefully in an hour, hopefully, I'm going to be gathering my family, and we're going to go down to the family farm over, Lori's fam, parents' farm over in Indiana County, where the clan is going to gather, and we're going to have good food and fellowship because it's great weather outside, and we're going to have a good time. And, and a lot of you are going to have good times with your family today. You know, you've got meals planned, and uh, it's, it's a wonderful time of the year, Easter. But to be honest with you, what can happen is, is that because we celebrate it every year, and because it is Easter, we can, we can lose lose the meaning of Easter in our lives. The, the, the meaning of Easter can be totally lost to us. We can have a, a lost perspective, so to speak, because of two things. Number one, the meaning is lost when it's taken for granted. The meaning of Easter is lost when it's taken for granted. What do you, what do you mean by that, George? Well, here's the thing. We all know what Easter is about. We, we all know that Easter is about Jesus Christ being raised from the dead on the third day, the stone being rolled away, the, the Roman soldiers freaking out and leaving. We, we all know that, that, that he's no longer in the grave, he's alive. We, we understand that, but wh- what happens is, is that we can know so much but yet know so little because we take so much for granted. We can, we can lose our perspective because... Oh yeah, we know that Jesus is alive. Oh yeah, we know that he's, he's risen. We know that there's a new life in him. But what does that mean for me now? Because for a lot of us, to be honest with you, when we think about Jesus being alive, we only think in terms of, well, that just means I have heaven later. If that's your perspective of why Jesus is alive, just so you can have heaven later, you really haven't truly grasped it. You've lost the meaning. Because Jesus is alive, you don't just have heaven later. Can I be honest with you? You have life now. You have life now. You have forgiveness now. And it's not just forgiveness now. You have the opportunity to overcome the issues in your life. And we all have them. I mean, nobody here can say that they're perfect. Nobody here can say they're 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 okay. In fact, we're all messed up. In fact, just look to your neighbor right now and tell him, hey, I've been waiting to tell you this. You're messed up. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you are. Some of you are laughing like, really, are you serious? Yes, you are messed up. You, you, you struggle. But here's what happens. See, we could take the reality of Easter and just eventually it loses its meaning because we just take all that for granted. Here, here's the second thing that happens, and, and, and this is true for some of us here, 
The meaning is lost when it's choked out by disappointments. This is, a very, this is very real. You know, at one point you believed, at one point you, you trusted, at one point you, you put your hope and faith in Jesus, and the meaning of Easter was real for you. But then, God didn't show up when you wanted him to show up. God didn't answer a prayer. He didn't bring the healing you were wanting. It didn't turn out the way that you hoped. And the pain was so real and so intense that it overpowered the meaning. Did you understand what I'm saying? Because you begin to question, is this for real? Is this really for real? Because if this is for real, I don't don't know. Because surely there's something more here. And so the meaning of Easter is lost. Not just because we take it for granted, but sometimes because it's choked out. It's choked out. And the pain is real. So my folks, that, that's why, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, we're going to kind of regain our perspective on the meaning of Easter. Why? Because we need to. In fact, you know, I decided I was going to talk about this, oh, probably six weeks ago. And, so, and in that six weeks, I have been just mulling around, wrestling with, what do I share with you? What do I share with you? And that brought me to this passage that's really a creedal statement from Paul, plus a challenge from him about why it's important to believe it. So I want you to notice with me, if you've got your Bibles, if you're using a pew Bible, it's page 608. Look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to look at the first 19 verses, verse 1 through 19. And look at what he writes. The Apostle Paul writes, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried and rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures, and he was seen by Cephas, and by the twelve. And after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. And after that he was seen by James and by all of the apostles. Then last of all he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time, for I'm the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it is I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection from the dead? But if there is no resurrection from the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead are not raised. And if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. 
And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. And you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiful. What we're going to do, folks, is we're going to really break it up into two sections. We're going to see the gospel. We see that in verses 1 1 through 11. And then we're going to see what he is really an instructional time for him where we're going to regain the meaning of Easter, verses 12 through 19. So let's look at what the gospel is, first of all. For you to understand what the gospel is, the gospel is, is a word that means good news, the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's the good news of Jesus Christ, okay? This is what the gospel is. The gospel is simply this, that Jesus Christ was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day. That's the gospel. Do you understand? It's not asking Jesus into your heart. It's believing that he was crucified, that he was buried, and that on the third day he rose again. That's the gospel. That's what Paul is saying here. He was crucified for you, for your sin. He was buried. And on the third day, he rose again, validating everything he said in his life. Because why? He said that everything was tied to the fact that he had to die for us, and that on the third day, he rose again. That's the gospel. That's what saves you and I. That's what gives us forgiveness. That's what gives us a new life right now. That's the gospel. Here's the second part of the gospel that you need to understand. The resurrected Jesus was seen by many people at different times. So it's not just a fairy tale. He makes it very clear. It's not just even the inner circle. Because the inner circle was who? The disciples, the apostles. He goes and tells us that what? Jesus was seen by over 500 people at one time. And Paul, when he's writing this letter, this is probably about 10 or 15, 20 years later from the fact of Jesus' crucifixion. He's saying even at that time, a good part of that 500 are still alive and around who are willing to testify that they saw Jesus alive. See, that's the gospel. The gospel is not just that he was crucified for you, that he was buried, but that he's alive. That's the gospel. That's what we're celebrating today. Jesus is alive. So why is that important for you and I? Why do we need to regain the perspective? Because we lose it. And again, let's, let's be honest. We do take it for granted, number one. And number two, listen to me again. Disappointments choke it out. Disappointments choke it out. Why do I need to regain it? He points out to us here four things I want you to see in these verses, verses 12 through 19, that you and I need to grasp. Here's the four things. He tells us in verses 12 through 14, look at what he says there. Now, if Christ has preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection from the dead? Here's the thing. If Christ has preached, and this is what's happening all around the world in Christian churches, Christ is preached, especially today, that he has risen from the dead. But the reality is, Paul's saying, there are still some among you who don't believe that that's possible. So I'm not shocked if you're here today and you're quietly saying, oh yeah, I believe that one, sure. So here's what he says. But if there's no resurrection from the dead, then Christ is not risen. See, if it's not possible for somebody to come back from the dead, Paul says, then Jesus isn't risen. Here's what he says. And if Christ is not risen, 
Our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. What is he saying here? Here's the first thing I want you to see. If we're going to regain the meaning. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then everything we believe is useless. That's what that word empty there means. It's not just talking about something that's hollow. It's talking about something that's completely useless. Here's the thing. If you remove the reality that Jesus is alive today, if you remove that reality, then everything else that we believe is totally useless. Your being here is meaningless. The songs we sing are meaningless. All of it is useless. Do you understand what I'm saying? We might as well close down the facility, sell the property, and move on with life. That's what he's talking about. If Jesus is not alive, then all of this is meaningless. It's empty. It's a hollow exercise. That's the first thing he says. Here's the second thing. Look with me. Verse 15 and 16. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God. If we testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise, for if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. What's he talking about here? Here's the second thing I want you to see. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then we're spreading lies. That's what he means when he says we're false witnesses. Fact of the matter is this. If the resurrection is not real, If Jesus is not alive, here's the thing you need to understand. Then we're just spreading, we're basically gathering together on a fable. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're kind of like the folks, there's a group of folks who meet in Las Vegas. They kind of have their own religious organization who believe that Elvis is still alive, folks. And they're waiting for him to return back to the building. Now, we laugh at that because we'd say, oh, come on, that is so ridiculous. Elvis is dead. Yes. But do you realize that if Jesus did not rise from the dead, we're no different? And for a lot of people who, to be honest with you, who do not believe, they would look at us and say, you're exactly like those folks waiting for Elvis to return to the building. See, this is what he's saying. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we're spreading lies, folks. It goes on a little bit further, and I think this one has a little bit more of an impact. Look with me at verse 17. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Here's the third one. And you need to grasp this. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then there is no forgiveness for sins. Let me just stop for a moment. I want to spend a little bit of time here because I think we can all relate. You know, we jokingly told each other earlier, had you tell each other you're messed up. I mean, let's just be honest. 
We are. We are messed up. And let's just be honest. Whether you want to admit it or not, you do wrong things. You do wrong things. You do hurt people. You do hurt yourself. And you have, if the older you are, you've got a longer list of things you've done. Do you know what I'm talking about? Now, I want you to grasp with me for a moment. If there was no Easter, if Jesus didn't go to the cross, if he didn't rise again, I'm going to tell you right now, my stuff, your stuff, isn't forgiven. There's no hope. See, even even if we're not where we should be in our relationship with Jesus, even if the meaning is lost somewhat to us, one of the things, and I've I've even, when I talk to people, I always know, I always hear them say these kind of things, is, well, at least I know he forgives me. They're clinging on to something. Do you know what I'm talking? They're, They're clinging on to something. And the one thing they're clinging on to, are you listening to me, is that there is forgiveness for the stuff that they have what? Done wrong. And here's the thing, folks. If he didn't rise again, if he didn't rise again, there's no forgiveness. And believe me, we need to be forgiven, right? I mean, we have got some skeletons in our closet. And he's the one who forgives. But if there's no Easter, if there's no Jesus rising from the dead, then folks, we still carry all that stuff. We still carry it. And listen to me. I think it's pretty interesting. He doesn't just say your sins are forgiven. He says your faith is futile. What does that mean? He's talking about that you are believing in something that is never going to take place. Period. That's why it's so important that we grasp the meaning of Easter. Here's the final thing. Look with me. Is, is verses 18 through 19. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiful. Here's the final thing I want you to see. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then there's no hope beyond this life. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, folks, then there really is no hope beyond this life. There's no hope. We might, might as well just like, I mean... You know, I've, I've, it's interesting. Ideas maybe are changing in how they're communicated, but the ideas, we just kind of regurgitate the some, same ideas. And Paul talks about this later, is, is that we, we just need to live our lives like there's no tomorrow if you don't believe that there's no hope, there's just no Easter. And I, I've actually been surprised here in the last few years. I've actually heard that being communicated in various ways today, even in our culture. Live like there's no tomorrow. Go for the gusto. And so we are. But here's the thing. What, if you, if you 
know Jesus, what gives you hope is, is that, yes, times are hard right now. And they are, aren't they? Okay? I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. Knowing Jesus doesn't mean everything's going to be hunky-dory, roses from here on out. But here's the thing. What keeps me going is I got hope for tomorrow. I got hope for something better later on. And so I am able to get up out of the bed and put my pants on and move on. But see, if there's no Jesus, if there is no resurrection, if there's no Easter, then really there's no hope. And then he makes, I mean, I think it's a stunning admission that he makes. If Jesus Christ didn't really rise from the dead, here's what he says about us. We are of all men the most, what, pitiful. Because we grasp a hold of something that isn't real. All right, so let's stop. Let me go back to those first two things I told you about the lost perspective. Maybe you're here and you lost your perspective. The meaning of Easter is lost to you. You once believed, but maybe you've lost it because you took things for granted. I understand that. That's easy for all of us to do. But here's what I want to encourage you with. It's because of Easter you have forgiveness. It's because of Easter you have a hope. It's because of Easter that you have the possibility for newness in your life. It's because of Easter. Regain that. Maybe you're here and you say, okay, George, but I didn't just take it for granted. I was disappointed. I wanted him to do something. I prayed hard. I told him to do this, and he didn't do it. I understand that. And the pain is real. But understand, there's still hope in Jesus. There's still love there. You just need to go back. So let me just say this. There's three little, three final sections there in your notes. It's really a challenge to three groups of people here. You know, there, there are three groups of people here, whether you know it or not. I'm aware of it all the time. And here are the three groups. First of all, for those who truly believe. There are, there's a group here of people who, who are convinced he's alive. And... <clears throat> Here's what I would say to you. If you truly believe, continue to hold on to your faith. Hold on. I know it's going to be tough. I know that sometimes you're going to face things that are going to shake you to the core. I know you're going to be disappointed. But you continue to hold on. He is alive. He is alive. And he wants to interact in your life. And he will strengthen you. He's not going to take away the problem. He's not going to take away the difficulty. Sometimes he doesn't answer us the way we want him to answer us. But he's got our greater perspective in mind. You hold on to your faith. 
Easter is real. You hold on. Here's the second group. The second group is is the group that once believed, but you stopped believing. You stopped believing. Here's what I would say to you. If you once believed, remember your prior commitments and come back to him. For some of you, you remember a time when you loved Jesus. You made a commitment to follow him. You gave your life to him. Maybe it was when you were a young person in church and you went to a camp and you threw a stick in the fire or or you made some sort of commitment to give your heart to Jesus Christ. Or maybe it was with your parents at night in in a room and you prayed a prayer and you accepted Christ in your life and, and you were excited about Jesus in your life. But you know what? Whether it was through disappointments or taking things for granted, over time, you... The meaning of Easter, the meaning of Jesus kind of faded. And, and you kind of stopped believing. But you remember. I'm calling you to remember. Remember when, when, when you did want him when you wanted what he offered you. When his love for you was real and you gave your life to him. So you need to remember your prior commitments. Come back to him. He'll take you back. Return to me, he says, and I will return to you. I mean, over and over in the scripture, it talks about returning to him and that he's willing and waiting to to take you back. So that's the second group. There's a third group here. And it's the group of the folks who just don't believe. You say, it's possible why they're here. Well, they got their reasons for being here. Some of it has to do because somebody wanted them here. And this is Easter, and it's a family time, so they're here. But the reality is, is you don't believe. And you're not wearing a big sign, I don't believe. You might be surprised by who it is that really doesn't believe. That's really not the point. That's not what I'm wanting to bring up here. But my point to you is this. If you don't believe, if you don't believe, take the journey to discover if Jesus is alive. Take the journey. I challenge you. I don't believe. That's fine. I think that's intellectual suicide. Really? Then discover it for yourself. Prove your science on it. If you sincerely want to know, you'll find out. And you might be shocked. So here's what I'm going to say to you this morning. Here's the question that we're going to close with. Here's what you need to ask yourself. What does Easter really mean to you? Hello, folks. This is George Cannon. I just want to take a moment and personally thank you for listening to the Heart Zone program. 
and especially to those of you who regularly listen to our program each and every Sunday morning on this radio station. We want to extend an invitation to you, if you don't have a church home, to come and visit our services here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Our Sunday morning service begins at 1045, and we're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. It's possible also that maybe you're feeling led by the Lord to get in contact with us or maybe even support us. And you can do that by writing us at Kerwinsville Christian Church, 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, PA, 16833. Or you can contact us through the web at kerwinsvillechristian.org. Until next week, take care.